I know things you never see. You never see someone taking a shit while running at full speed. Come on, kid, get rid of some of them turds in the shit box. Welcome to the Bathroom Break Podcast with me, Rab himself. Hey, good morning and welcome everybody to the Bathroom Break Podcast with me, your host, Rab himself. Uh, we're moving right along here with the Bathroom Break Podcast. We have another great episode for you today. If you want, check us out on Twitter at Chris Rab, Instagram at Rab underscore himself, and also at Bathroom Break Podcast. We're on SoundCloud at Bathroom Break Podcast, and we are also on YouTube at Rab himself videos. Um, so yeah, so we were kind of doing a little, uh, looking around at some of the bathrooms from around the world to keep with the theme of our podcast here. And, uh, so we'll put up a couple pictures of some of our favorite bathrooms from around the world. Um, yeah, if you ever, uh, watched some of my stuff on CKY back in the day, you'll know that when I was in my twenties, I didn't have much use for an actual bathroom. And so, uh, these days I am trying to become housebroken. And so that makes me want to, uh, invite my lovely wife on the podcast so that she can tell you how all I poop on the walls and on the floors and stuff of our, of our place. <laughs> Hi. Good morning. Welcome, Asha Rab, formerly Asha Sajwani, and now she is a Rab. <laughs> um, Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so I wanted to kind of talk a little bit. Obviously, like the bathroom uh, thing is funny. And this morning, she tried to lock me in the bathroom while she was taking a dump, <laughs> and so I retaliated while she was doing her makeup and went in there and just locked the door and took a poop. Uh, <laughs> that's the kind of relationship we have. It's really formulated on poop. Um, the first time that we went out on a date. Uh, my my one of my immediate questions was, hey, uh, you know your last relationship, could you fart in front of that guy? And uh, and what was the answer? <laughs> no. <laughs> so I knew right away that was a bad relationship. You know, you want to be able to relax and be able to rip one in front of your oh, loved ones. I've relaxed. <laughs> yeah, and now I I regret that because she has really relaxed, and uh, we laugh because we watch uh, this video. I think it, it. I don't know if it's called Cup of Cheese, but but it's uh, <laughs> maybe explain a little bit what it's about. Um, it's about a girl relaxing enough to fart in front of her boyfriend, and he realizes he made a huge mistake, and that's basically. <laughs> our relationship <laughs> yeah by the end of it she's like <laughs> farting in her hand and stuffing it in his mouth you know and because he ripped a little fart and then she's like he's like oh you know just breaking the barrier and then it just gets ridiculous you have to check out that video if you've never seen it um but it's pretty funny and that's basically what's happened in our relationship <laughs> <laughs> yeah because now at this point when we're sleeping i i call it snore farting because asha basically while she's sleeping will snore just like and then <laughs> a rip a fart on the way out. So it's an inhale of a snore and then a, and then a fart exhale, which is, uh, it's nice to be, you know, nice to be next to that and comforted by that. I'm in that warm little nook of hers. <laughs> 
I'm beautiful when I sleep. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> Just beautiful. So, um, so yeah. So it's funny how our first date was immediately about that, and uh, and then as we go, it just continues to be about farting and laughing and having a good time. And um, you know, we were just on a trip in Big Sur with with some of our, our really good friends, uh, Asha's best friend Megan, and uh, and we've just gotten comfortable farting in front of them too. <laughs> <laughs> and she was wondering, oh my God, does does Nick have leaky gut or whatever it's called because he's ripping farts like that? They were they were impressive. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I mean, he literally walked outside of the house to fart, and you could hear it like as if he was right next to you. <laughs> He has leaky gut. <laughs> he, has a, he has a disorder. He needs to go to the doctor. <laughs> I mean, it was it was impressive. He goes, oh, he goes out and rips one. It was like, I mean, it was loud. And then and then the next one, he goes, oh, this one's gonna be louder, and it wasn't. We were kind of disappointed, but it was still louder probably than either one of us could rip. You know, the guys the guys got talent. He really does. <laughs> Nick, go to the doctor. You need help. Uh, oh, that well, that reminds me. Um, a word from our sponsors. Uh, this week we are sponsored by Grass Flip Flops. It gives you the sensation of walking on grass only in your flip flops. Uh, I thought that would be a good sponsor to have this week for Asha since she's a hippie. She loves walking in the grass, but she likes flip flops as well, and this combines both of them. Walking on grass only in flip flops. <laughs> And uh, I'm not sure who came up with that brilliant idea, but thank you for sponsoring us this week. Uh, also, our sponsor is Automatic Tip Requester, which I thought kind of works for me. I was a bartender at one point, and uh, Asha was also a bartender and waitress. And this Automatic Tip Requester was invented in 1955 by Russell E. Oaks. This device saw hotel bellhops as its key market. And I'll tell you, that is the key market. It would say no sale if the tip was too low. You have to take a look. It's kind of like uh, a hand coming out of someone's butthole reaching out for more money. So greedy people. And, and that, that brings up a good topic because I, I, I always struggle with, like, what are you supposed to tip? You know, like, okay, we all know we tip when we go to a restaurant, but... Then now it's become like, oh, well, this person like brought your mail, so give them a tip. This one takes your trash out, so give them a tip. This one, uh, you know, just thought about you twice today, so give them a tip. And, you know, and then it's like, oh, they pet your dog when you're walking past them on the street, give them a tip. I, I just wonder, when does it end? You know, because it's tip this, tip that, tip that. And I mean, what do you think, Gosh, as I, far as tipping? It depends on what mood I'm in. If I go to get a coffee... And it says add tip. If I'm in a good mood, I'm like, eh, maybe a dollar. If I'm not, I'm like, no. <laughs> no so it's all about your mood. Yeah. So, so hopefully you don't catch her in a bad mood. So I'm, I'm guessing the mood is much better after the, uh, after the coffee. Yes, but so usually I don't tip. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So get the coffee and then on the way out, you're like, hmm, I just got a boost of happy. Now let me, let me drop <laughs> a dollar in there. Maybe I'll go back. <laughs> <laughs> it is getting a little ridiculous, everything. Yeah. It's like, add a dollar to a tip. I'm like, no, I just wanted a freaking soda. 
Yeah, exactly. And then it's also like now you go to Target. Which I don't even drink soda. Yes. <laughs> oh, she's gonna let you know because she's so healthy. Um, I'm but, better but, than all of you. Yeah, just better than. <laughs> um, but you know, like now when you go to like Target or Walmart or something, it's like give me a dollar for this foundation for that foundation, and and I think that starts to get like, dude, like. I gave you a dollar last week. Now just it's it, it gets to be like crazy how, you know, that's a different topic than tipping, but it's still it, it's always like give me a little extra, give me a little extra, you know, and and before you know it, if you did that every time, you'd be broke. Would you? Would you be broke? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't hear you over that ruffling of that t-shirt that you're wearing or I would say it's a full shirt. Uh, you have to get a look at this thing. It's like it's literally the pirate shirt from the Seinfeld. It's really uh, cute. <laughs> it looks great. I, <laughs> I know you do. It's uh, very style. Very trendy. I just hear a <laughs> You could just hear it because it's just pure style, this really. This is what I deal with people every day. Can't do anything. No, so uh, another word from our sponsors, the cat meow machine. In 1963, mechanical cat meowing device from Japan can meow 10 times a minute with the eyes lighting up each time. The idea was to use the machine for scaring, or scaring rats and mice. Um... We don't have a cat meow machine, but we do have a cat that tortures the living hell out of all of both of us. All I mean, of us. All, all of us. all of both of us. <laughs> but uh, but no, yeah, the, the, our cat. We have her in the back room right now, and she's probably ripping our bed to shreds. She uh, she likes yes. to keep us up all night. Well, cats are nocturnal. Yeah, we know that, but it doesn't mean that it has to make us nocturnal as well. So Asha doesn't like if I, uh, if I, if I get frustrated with the cat. So, so I, I'm learning patience here. And, and uh, that's the fun of marriage, people, is, is learning patience for things that normally you wouldn't have patience for. <laughs> we try to give our cat away at 2 in the morning the other night. Yeah, I was, uh, I was literally threatening to put the cat in a, uh, the cat carrier and then take her down and put her in the garage and just leave her there until I woke up. Because I needed a full, hour, a full hour of sleep. Basically, I needed a full hour of sleep and I hadn't gotten it for, for months. I mean, literally, I, uh, you know, it's almost like we have a child because we have to get up every night and, and sort this thing out. But the, the last couple of nights have been nice. Um, we uh, basically give her this little weed treat thing and then put her it's out in the hallway and and uh, yeah, and it's very helpful. But um, you know, uh, I was thinking maybe we could take Shoki, our cat, skydiving with us, um, like we did on our first date. You know, it was like let's take the cat. It would be hilarious to see the cat skydiving. But uh, but but I was just thinking more about like um, you know this wasn't our first date. This was our like our second or third. You had come out to California to visit and and we went skydiving remember with our. Remember when you wooed me? Yeah, <laughs> you remember when I was pretending to be so great. <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, no, I uh, like when you, you came out to visit and I thought, hey, I'm going to take this girl skydiving and that'll really let me know if she's adventurous enough to kind of hang with me. And, uh, and so I pretended. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's like, sure, I'll do it. And, uh, and she, made, she made me believe that she was very adventurous. Um, 
So we went down to my friend Skip and Lauren's place in Lake Elsinore. Um, Skip is on the skydiving national team, so he's like incredibly talented with skydiving, doing all types of like aerial stuff, uh, you know, in the air while they're while they jump out and do that. So um, yeah, so I brought Asha down to uh, to to meet them and then to jump out of an airplane. And uh, and I thought it was a fun experience. Um, maybe you can chime in on on some of the the experience while we were there. I thought it was really fun. Um, I, I probably won't ever do it again, but it was fun for that one time. And I think there's a lot of fun memories. And um, actually, my favorite part was that. I looked really cool compared to this one girl that was in the plane with us. She was <laughs> freaking out, freaking out, like, ah, ah, ah. and then her infamous line, I'm so fucking chill right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that was hilarious because she was full blown having a panic attack, <laughs> like about to stop breathing panic attack. Like, <laughs> and she's like, oh, oh my God, I'm so fucking chill right now. And, and so we died laughing and we kept putting hashtags so fucking chill right now on everything that we were doing. Uh, uh, like on all the, on the video, on every photo from that weekend was, hashtag so fucking chill right now this girl was a panicked mess i couldn't believe that she was even doing it because you're like it's supposed to be fun and thrilling and that kind of thing and why would you want to subject yourself to that kind of torture it, it was funny too and I, I looked at her boyfriend who was calm as could be and you thought i thought to myself why would he want to subject himself to that kind of torture and i don't mean skydiving i mean dating someone <laughs> like that because oh my lord it, and i and i look over at ash and she's you know she's the yoga meditation person so she's mellow i mean i know she was scared inside but she was pretty mellow on the whole thing and it was cool to see you kind of go go for it and do it yeah see she made me look really awesome <laughs> 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 yeah, no, it's funny. So, um, so yeah, so we jumped out of an airplane and then we went around Malibu and, and kind of, you know, got to hike the cliffs there and, and, and do some fun things. And, and I, that's how I wrapped her in. sealed the deal. <laughs> sealed the damn deal. <laughs> so a little bit of our story is that uh, Asha and I have known each other since first grade and uh, we just got married this past September. And, uh, yeah, so I, the way I tell it is kind of, uh, you know, when we were young, we were, uh, we were buddies, uh, in middle school, we did our first French kiss together <laughs> and, and then, um, and then as years went, we were just friends and we hung out in the same group. And then I was, uh, I was politely asked to leave high school for throwing poop on the lockers. <laughs> and, uh, and so I hadn't seen her in a couple years and then, uh, and then I'd see her around 10 town in my 20s when Jackass and, and Viva La Bam and all that stuff was happening. And uh, the way I remember it is that she was kind of like, hey, from a distance and more like, oh, that guy's, you know, kind of a mess. So I, I, I knew that. I knew I wasn't someone to bring home to mom, but uh, I'd always <laughs> had a crush on her. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> well, your mom, your mom loves me. So <laughs> that I'm sure of. But, um, but yeah, so I, I, I kind of, you know, knew I needed to kind of stay away and it wasn't, you know, I wasn't the type for her and, 
And then, uh, then years went by and I, I got sober, uh, cleaned up my act a bit and started living a healthier life. And I think that's when uh, the stalker set in and she started stalking me. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I um, was in a really unhealthy relationship where I couldn't fart. I was full of gas. <laughs> I couldn't fart in front of the person. <laughs> and I kept seeing Chris's Facebook. He looked pretty cool on Facebook. Yeah, and... just highlight reel all day long. <laughs> exactly. I look way cooler exactly. than you. I've realized that. <laughs> Not you, but just everybody else out there. I'm just way cooler. But real life is like pretty boring. And then you just throw up these incredible photos of, look at me. Look how great I am. Yes, yes. It sucked me right in. <laughs> and then she come to realize, oh, he's actually a pretty boring guy. Just lays in bed and farts. <laughs> Which actually I love. It's the thing I'm best at. That's how we connected. <laughs> That's what we do best. I wish there was a championship of farting, because then we would maybe... Actually, Nick would blow us out of the Oh, water. forget it, Nick. <laughs> Nick, you have a problem. Um, and so I kept stalking him. I actually invited him to Utah with me. No response. Hey, I did. I, I liked it. <laughs> I liked the comment. <laughs> but, but I forgot the he response. He was too busy to respond. <laughs> oh, but this stalker does not give up. <laughs> I was playing hard to get. Unaware that I was playing it, but I was playing it. On every um, social media account, the stalking was happening. Instagram, Facebook, and then finally... Yeah. And, a response. Yeah, and it was I was back in town for my cousin's wedding and uh and I could tell like, you know, I, I, well, now I know that she was really interested in me because I had a big old beard and I was we called it a close for business beard. Um I had dated a couple uh fun fun people out here in, in Los Angeles and uh it made me a little gun shy. Uh so I just yeah, I grew my beard out, grew the hair out and we called it the close for business beard. Um Closed up shop. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, the stalker was. <laughs> yeah, and she was into it regardless, so I knew that might be the one. <laughs> um, so yeah, so then we uh, we we met up the one night and uh, and hung out and and as soon as I met with her, I immediately was telling her like my deep dark secrets and all the stuff that had happened in my life, and I I knew like man, this is so comfortable, you know. Uh, one of our friends, Viv, she's like an older lady in one of Asha's yoga classes, and she's like, yeah, it kind of feels like an old shoe. I'm like, mm, that's a weird way to describe it, but but sure, that that, that makes sense, and it, and and it is because it was immediately comfortable, and I could immediately be myself. And, and open up and and uh, I was telling her you know hey I'm gonna go on this uh, this this long motorcycle ride to the bottom of South America and she's saying oh well, good I'm gonna move into a tent for the summer and and uh, at the end of that first meeting I think sparks were flying and we were feeling that way but we were a little scared to say stuff and uh, and so yeah so we really parted ways and thought I said hey have a good time in your tent and <laughs> And I was like, hmm, I kind of want to see him again. So in stalker mode, the very next day, I texted him like, hey, want to meet up again? And I have all caps, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, because I was, I was immediately like taken by you. And uh, I had known you my whole life and, and, uh, and, and you know, and kind of 
loosely stocked, but not uh, but not <laughs> not fully on on your capacity. But but um, but yeah. So I I had always just thought I was in the friend zone, so I kind of chalked it up to that. And uh, and then when you reached out and did that, and and we actually went out on a date, that's when we talked about the uh, the farting, and that's what really. <laughs> you know, wrote me in. <laughs> so here I am, married now to someone I've known since first grade and was my first French kiss in middle school. And, and it's, uh, it's really cool. Oh, it's really cute. <laughs> yeah, it's cute. So, um, so I, I think what was also um, fun about our, you know, our courtship was that it also involves shitting. Because when we were, uh, we went to India to get our outfits. Asha's dad is Indian and from Bombay, which is now Mumbai, and has a bunch of family there. So when we went to go get our outfits for the wedding, um, oh, you're gonna tell this story? Yeah, so or you could tell it. <laughs> no. uh, so um, when we went there, I was, you know, her her cousin Ashish and Dewey. They were so kind to treat us to a trip to India, which was incredible. Um, and we got to stay with Champa Auntie Ashish's mom, and she's one of the sweetest ladies in the world. And I just really connect with her. And so um, we go there. She has home-cooked food. Oh like, it, it's incredible. And, and then we go out, and we're shopping, and we're looking for outfits. And I hadn't had to go to the bathroom yet. So we're out, and I'm trying on this, like, incredible, like, sultan outfit of, like, you know, <laughs> I look like Aladdin, like, on, on his fancy day. And, uh, and I'm trying this thing on, and I'm looking at Ashish going, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. And he's like okay have you gone here yet i'm like no i, I haven't I, but i have to go and then so i go in and he's out there going oh asha does he know does he know like that you know that has he gone here yet and i and i go in to the bathroom and i go and i just immediately sit down because i had to go so i go and i sit and 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 it's, uh, you know, we've been eating Indian food for a few days and it was, uh, you know, so it wasn't pretty in there. But then I, uh, I sit down and after I go, I look for the toilet paper and there's no toilet paper. And there's like this hose thing next to the, the toilet. And it's like, you know, like the little uh, spray thing, like on your kitchen sink. So that's, that's there. And I'm going, okay. So then I just was like, hmm. So I start spraying my butthole off with that thing. And I'm washing it all down, washing it down. And it's like, okay, cool. But now, like, what do I dry with? And there's nothing to dry with. So I just pull my pants up. And I walk my soggy ass back out to, to where everybody's trying on clothes. And I'm standing there just like, hey. And the lady's like, yo, like, how'd it go? And I'm like, I'm like, oh, where is like the towel, like the paper towels or the toilet paper or something? He goes, oh, there isn't any. And I'm like thinking, ew, does everybody have just like moldy butt around here? Because cause you have this like soggy, like soggy wet you know, butthole that's like, just like all in your underwear and stuff. And I don't know how to do it, but that was my first experience with the, with the toilets and the bathrooms of India, <laughs> which was, was, was a lot of fun. So welcome to the family, Chris. And here's your shitty little diaper ass with a uh, soaking wet, you know, swamp butt. <laughs> and then I'm, and then I'm sticking my swamp butt into these outfits as we're trying them on for, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so delicious. Um, I thought you were going to tell the story about about when I got sick there. 
Oh, you should That's tell that. I was like, oh, God, are you going to tell this? Tell it. <laughs> so if we knew it was true love, folks. Go ahead, tell it. I'm talking too much. So Chris proposed to me at this beautiful waterfall. It was amazing. And then was it two days later I got sick? The next day. Okay, the next day. I, we went out to dinner that night to celebrate, and I end up drinking a pina, pina colada, not even thinking about not drinking the ice there in India. And the next morning I wake up and I'm so sick, but I don't, I've never had food poisoning before, so I had no idea what it was. Chris is like, how do you, like, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know, I just don't feel good. And I was really fatigued and then I, all of a sudden, <laughs> I get into bed and I thought it was just gonna be a little fart. <laughs> She's used well. to the farts a bit, folks. <laughs> <laughs> well, turns out it was a little more than a fart. <laughs> that's when the food poisoning began. And it was throwing up out of both ends. And it was <laughs> she had the double dragon, as you Is call that what it. It's called? Yeah, oh, yeah. I never knew that. Double Flowing dragon. out of both holes. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Chris completely cleaned me up cleaned everything so I knew then that he really loved me it wasn't the beautiful proposal at the waterfall <laughs> no it was when I had food poisoning and Chris cleaned both ends out <laughs> <laughs> well yeah that's how I knew I loved you as well because anybody else I would have just hit the road but uh, I was like you're on your own here but no yeah I was literally scooping puke trunk chunks out of the sink yes. and then scrubbing down turds off of her underwear and and no the uh the the pajama bottoms yes but uh but yeah i was worried because i like i'm asking what is it is it food poison she's like ah nah. and like we're in the middle of india like in goa in this beach town that like i don't know where a hospital is and i i don't speak like hindi and i and i don't know what how to do anything and it's just the two of us and so i was worried you know and and but she had never had food poisoning before so um she didn't really know how to describe to me what was going on and and then i kind of put two and two together after she shit her pants and puked <laughs> in, the, in the sink he's so intuitive <laughs> yeah like, hmm she's got double dragon happening right now i'd have to say it's food poisoning and uh and then we also got attacked by those mosquitoes oh. so that was a worry too of like you know we we literally had like a like a world war three in yes. that room that with mosquitoes awful. there was blood all over the walls and oh. like blood all over us and because somehow the window was left open and there was just an insane amount of mosquitoes that that got us and and so i'm wondering does she have malaria or you know is there some sort of you know something crazy going on so it was kind of freaking me out but um but all the while i just plugged my nose and scraped the <laughs> shit out of her pants <laughs> um so yeah just uh that brings up a healthy living and a healthy diet filled with fiber. Asha, uh, Asha is very, con you know, uh, conscious of her nutrition and also just living right. Um, she's an incredible yoga teacher. She's been teaching for uh, 14 years at this point and been doing I'm yoga old, for like 21. Yeah, yeah, pretty old. <laughs> really old, guys. <laughs> Thank God for that brown skin because it just keeps her looking young. But uh, no, she, um, 
she has been teaching for all of those years, uh, you know, yoga, meditation, mindfulness, and Reiki, and uh, and it's and it's and it's awesome because uh, as your husband, like when I was your boyfriend, I you know was coming in and going to these classes a lot, and and I had always been a little you know wary of of yoga because, like the yoga teachers that I would would meet and stuff, I always said they fart rainbows. And it was like, oh my God, the universe is entering you. And like, uh, and I couldn't like get into yoga because of it. I, I was like, I really want to do this, but this like this rainbow fart thing just couldn't like, I couldn't connect with that. And so when I went to one of Asha's classes, it was really fun because it, um, there's a little rainbow fart, but not, not a whole lot, <laughs> enough for me to digest. And, and I think what's cool about it is that she laughs and jokes around and, and has a deep connection with her students. And for me, that, that got me into yoga and wanting to do it, do a lot of stretching and a lot of breathing. But, uh, but yeah, so, so talk a little bit about some of your experiences in, uh, in yoga. Um, so like Chris said, I've been teaching for 14 years and I've been really lucky back on the East Coast to have some of the same students for a long time. So getting to know them, getting to know their bodies, ooh, getting to know their bodies. body, <laughs> body, um, and getting to know how they operate and what they need to work on and what they want to work on and, um, seeing people progress and change. And I've seen people's lives completely shifted just from starting yoga, people that were really struggling with life, basically with living and seeing like within six months or a year, people completely transforming their whole life. And it's really cool to see. And I take yoga seriously. I just don't take myself super seriously. So that's why I like to have a lot of fun in class. And, um, and I always say it's just yoga. You know, it's not something to um, get super stressed about or try to perfect or, um, yeah. So I just always say like, it's just yoga. Come have fun, be in a supportive place, be in it with supportive people. It's a really, it's a really nice community. And coming to Los Angeles, I'm trying to figure out and find my way. And I'm excited to stub a few classes the next few days and yeah. And some private clients and, Ooh, and that yes. good stuff. Yeah. But I wanted to get in there and talk about how that is what helped me kind of get into yoga was that you make it comfortable for people to be vulnerable. And for me, like <clears throat> when, uh, you know, when, when you, the rainbow fart stuff starts happening, I close down, I block up and then I just, you know, I just retaliate with making fun of it and doing all that. And, and I can't really get there. And so when you, you know, help people to, to be vulnerable and to do that, that, that really encourages taking that journey of yoga. For me, I had no idea. I, I walked into yoga thinking, I'm just going to stretch and breathe and get a little workout and then go home. And before you know it, like, I'm like angry. I'm like crying. I'm like happy. And then I'm going, I'm just like, man, I'm like basically like manic depressive in this, in this, <laughs> in this, uh, class right now. And it, because I think it's, it's clearing out some of the toxins from your body. It's, it's helping you get to these places, you know, spiritually that you never really thought that you could get to. And, 
Um, and so for me, I, I like doing that with you because I can be vulnerable there and all of your students that are in those classes are, are vulnerable as well. And it's, and it's like, you feel like you're in like a safe place, you know, like Twitter. Um, <laughs> but, but it, it does allow you to be able to, uh, to get there. And, and like I said, with the other classes, I couldn't. So, so it's nice to see that. And, and also you've done some really incredible stuff, uh, you know, with traveling with yoga, like, like, uh, talk about, you know, the Costa Rica trips. Yeah. I've taken people on retreat to Costa Rica. I've assisted a training in Kenya. I'm taking people on a retreat to Peru and next April, which I'm super excited about. So if you're interested, Peru, April 13th to 20th. Did you okay. like that plug? Yeah, it's a great plug. <laughs> and it is. She was involved with the Africa Yoga Project where they did a lot of work in Kenya. And, uh, and so they, what was really cool for me was to see that video of um, the hearing impaired being able to teach yoga and Asha was assisting in, in helping that. And, th and that was, that was cool to see them. They were do they were teaching yoga by like tapping the ground and it showed the movements and, and that was like incredible, you yeah, know? Yeah, I loved that. I freaking loved that. We um, went into this area in the slums of Kenya and there's a whole hearing impaired community there and they um, have a, um, a, a sign language translator who comes to the Africa Yoga Project and will help with assist classes, but they also will help people transition just by using drums and um, slapping their hand against the ground, and it's freaking awesome. Yeah, it's like, I mean, cheesy enough to say it, but it's like a universal language where yoga and meditation kind of can connect with anyone. Mm -hmm. You know, language barriers, hearing, you know, impaired barriers. And, and it, it's just neat to see that when she sent those videos back. I was like, man, that's crazy. It was really freaking cool. Yeah. And, uh, and like you said, the, the Costa Rica trips are super fun. You're doing a little surfing and you're doing yoga and then you're going out and, you know, and, and, um, meeting the, you know, local people and, and that's really cool. And, and like you said, you have, you have another one coming up in, in the spring, mm -hmm. uh, in Peru, which I'm excited for that. You know, yeah, that, that's going to be a really fun, fun adventure. And, uh, and you can check out Asha Yoga and healing.com, which is her website, which would have more information on the Peru trip. And uh, if you want, sign up for it, man. Come with us. It, it's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'll be there doing some yoga and then also filming. And, and farting. And farting. <laughs> filming and farting. That's kind of what I'm good at. Uh, and yeah, so so that's really, you know, a fun uh, fun thing to look forward to, um, you know. And, and so, yeah, so check out Asha Yoga and healing.com and uh and hopefully we'll see you on that next trip um what i was also thinking is a bit about more back to bathrooms let's go back to bathrooms and let's go back to pooping um, more shitty stories yeah more shitty stories from chris and asha but i think uh what's neat is is that you and i started a nonprofit uh organization together called hope for today and uh hope the number four today dot org is where you can get more information on our nonprofit. We started a nonprofit where we're doing work with people in Haiti. And uh, this kind of came about because I, I was working on a little documentary down there. Uh, I'm a camera guy, you know, for my day job. And so I went on this trip down to Haiti and it, and it literally changed my life. 
Um, I came back from there wanting to to do some do more down there and and you know get involved. And so we uh, Asha and our friend Lauren and I we set up a GoFundMe. We raised a little bit of money and we were able to uh, set up a trip down there and go uh, bring water filters. We were able to buy food from the local farmers and you know help out in the community. And and what we found down there is that if you uh, kind of, uh, you know, help the community leaders and then they can dispense of that stuff. It, it's really a better kind of environment than, than old Blanco, the whitey coming in and trying to help the world because, um, it actually kind of deters the economy in a way if, if we do it that way. So what we've learned from our mentor, Ray, is that when we go down there, we uh, we connect with some of our good friends, Joseph and Wilson and Va or Val. We're still trying to figure out because his name is Franz Valier. But... Uh, but we, I think he calls himself Va, but we were calling him Val the whole time. But, uh, but anyway, he's, uh, he's a great guy. And, yeah, and Jupiter is super fun as well. And so we've become close friends with them, and uh, we continue working on projects with them. But I think it's funny uh, because my whole MO is kind of pooping. You know, I've did a lot of pooping in, in the CKY things. I was thrown out of high school long before we even did the CKY jackass stuff. I was thrown out of high school for pooping on lockers. And... Uh, and so, you know, that seems to be my MO. And then, and then we go and we start this nonprofit and we get down there and we're in Haiti and, and we're, uh, we're, you know, connecting with the locals and we're trying to figure out what projects need to be done. And, and Wilson, uh, one of the local Haitians, he says, well, Chris, uh, you know, this is uh, the most important thing is this bathroom. And we're thinking, I'm like, dude, I can't escape this. My life is just, I'm trying to help out and, and do some, you know, some stuff. And, and, uh, and, and all I see is that the need is for bathrooms. I'm going, why? You know, you can just crap out of a moving car at 70 miles an hour. I've done it. But, uh, but no, but on a serious note, they, uh, they didn't have a bathroom in the town of Ransemble, and, and so they were going to the bathroom in the ground, and, and the waste, the, the, you know, the, the excrement and all that was getting into the water and contaminating the water and creating you know, diseases like cholera and just bacteria that was, uh, that was actually killing them. So uh, I wonder how many people you killed from your pooping <laughs> <laughs> killed them with laughter <laughs> but uh no i uh so so that became a thing and and so we were able to help out and like i said we we, we did some fundraising and, and stuff like that but we were able to kind of get it to wilson so that he could employ some of the local haitians the people in that town and they could build this this like six per person bathroom for the uh the families that live there and we got them some water filters and we also worked on like a uh a water irrigation system in that town and it's been great because they've had a surplus of crops and they've you know been able to uh, to have the bathroom so that it, it cleans up the water and then they have the water filter that's helping with that as well and and so we were able to do that there and that was really cool which and is just, awesome the water irrigation system because they were walking what like a mile to get water literally yeah like a mile and maybe a little more but it was it was extremely far with like two pails like water pails and a stick and they're walking that up there and there's a river right next to it 
but they were afraid to use it because it wasn't filtered water. And if you if you've been down there, there's a lot of pollution and and garbage and stuff in the water. So they were afraid to use it. But our friend Val, he uh, he we brought over this filter and showed them, and and I was able to experience that and stand there with them and see that like dawn on them that whoa, we can use this filter to filter this water and then pump it out of the river and put it into the, the fire hoses and the uh, the PVC pipe and all the stuff that we had set up um, in order to water the crops. And then they've done so and now have gotten way more of a return on their crops and uh, they're able to feed all the families and then take some to market. And that's just really neat to be able to uh, witness that and mm-hmm. see that yeah, and definitely yeah so um so that was that was also uh you know just a, just an incredible experience so so ash and i started this nonprofit hope for org. Uh, in order to just keep doing some work like that. And, and for now, ha- Haiti has been what has been close to our heart, but we want to go back to Kenya. I've never been. Asha did with the yoga, uh, Africa Yoga Project, and, and she wants to go back there, and so we want to go back there. And then, then also we want to um, want to take initiative to do that right here in the U.S. and in our local community as well and, uh, and, and keep going with that stuff. But we'll have some more fundraisers for that and... Uh, and we'll keep working towards stuff. Um, the other day, I was able to uh, connect with Wilson and some of our friends, um, Benji and Sarah, and his mom Judy. Were, were they helped donate to um, to sponsor four students so that they can get to school? And it's incredible because it's like two hundred bucks a year to pay for their uniforms, for their food, and for their teacher just for a student to go and you're like $200 a year. It's so little, but it, it helps. And, Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's cool to see it. You know, it's cool. I think when you go down there and you meet these kids, then it like, it captures your heart and you're like, man, these people have such an incredible spirit, despite like all the hardship and stuff like that. Like they're funnier than we are. They're happier than we are. And it's like, man, so it, it's literally like a culture shock for you. And, and I remember coming back one of the times and, and, and like going to eat at a restaurant and being like, you know, just overwhelmed. Like some guy's like, ah, this steak is overcooked. Now take it back. And he's like screaming at the waiter. I'm like, this dude has no idea, you know? And, and, uh, of course I'm like, I'm this privileged white guy from America. And now I'm one of those dipshits going, well, I went down there and I did this, but it really did affect me, you know? And I'm like, man, it it really opened my eyes to, to the ways that some people have to struggle. And, and uh and so that inspired us to to do this and keep doing this and and uh so yeah it's been neat it's been neat to have a partner that believes in this stuff and that wants to be a part of this and 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 has was doing this on her own in other forms anyway so it made sense that we we start this nonprofit together and keep doing this work so um so yeah so uh you know i think we can uh just go back to farting in bed after this and and, uh yeah no we want to thank you for listening to the bathroom break podcast again you can find us at twitter at chris rab instagram rab underscore himself and at bathroom break podcast on soundcloud at bathroom break podcast 
and uh, also at YouTube, uh, on YouTube at rabhimselfvideos.com. Uh, we have some old videos up there. We're going to have the podcast, and then I'm working on some new videos. So uh, stay tuned for that stuff. We'd also, again, like to thank our sponsors, the Cat Meow Machine. <laughs> the automatic tip requester, and the grass flip-flops. We're going to put our grass flip-flops on and go fart our way out the door. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks.